Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. This is Devin Leary. Devin, you had some revisions to make for our last episode. Yes, when I, when I say I want to make an apology slash a correction, many of you might be thinking, is she going to correct herself for calling the iconic film Tangerine Clementine? Not once, but multiple times. I mean, I do apologize for that, but that's not why I'm here. The reason I'm here is because... It was at least an oversight, at most an unforgivable sin that I didn't include Rihanna and ASAP Rocky in my favorite storylines, love stories, relationships, because they worked together, they met as creative minds, and then they fell in love with each other. They're two of the most beautiful human beings on planet Earth. They seem very comfortable together, and we all saw their, was it a Fenty crossover ad that she did with him? And it was like, everyone was like, oh my God, I wish this was really a couple. And then it was, and I should have said that. I should have also said Channing and Zoe Kravitz. There, there's wow. a lot. Like, what am I doing? What are you doing? Your best, actually. How has your week been otherwise? My week's been interesting. Obviously, I'm trying to be festive, so I went to see House of Gucci, famously a Christmas movie. I made the correct move, which was to listen to Las Culturistas episode reviewing House of Gucci and then seeing the movie and every single thing they said was right. Uh, It was Leto was committing a crime of humanity in his performance by how bad it was. And then everyone else was perfect. My love for Gaga, it only grows It never fades. She's so talented. She's so hot. She has such charisma. She holds her fucking own with Al Pacino. Like, I couldn't get enough of her and Al Pacino. We have 
so many hot, 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 painfully hot moments between Adam Driver and Gaga. Their chemistry, it I didn't know what to expect because the photos, he looked so stiff and she looked like so hot and like charismatic, but it just fucking works like. I don't know. I just, the movie to me. I have me, an intuitive feeling that they fell in love like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga did. I had an intuitive feeling that like, how could anyone not fall in love with her? Like, that's how I felt. I was like, how could you not fall in love or be obsessed? And the music was amazing. Um, it was one of those things where it's like my roommate and I went to go see it. And when we saw Bohemian Rhapsody, we walked out of the theater and we said, okay, like no one else, like we liked that movie, but no one else is going to like it. Then it I'm went on to you win- liked it. continue. Well, I just was like, it was like a fun ride. And it's like the looks and the, the, like, you know, the, the pizzazz of it all. Um, then I went to work and someone said, I said, Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody is actually pretty good. And someone said, did you like love actually? And I was like, yeah. And the person was like, oh, okay, so you like like that type of movie. Like, I don't think I would like that. And I was like, okay, who am I? But that's how I felt leaving House of Gucci, where I was like, I feel like many people in the theater may have thought that was bad as a whole, but I took it for what it was. You just have to like be along for the ride. Like people who are like, oh, like Quiet Place 2 didn't make any sense. Like, why did that? I'm like, I was I was along for the ride. They they're stuck in silence. They happen to find a boat. Everything's fine. Like, okay, that's what happened. I'm along for the ride. So definitely was along the ride for Gucci. And I strongly recommend just for the looks, the music, the hotness. It's worth it. There were some pap pictures of Adam Driver and Lady Gaga on set. And for someone who seems extremely uncomfortable in his own skin he famously hates watching himself in movies. He just doesn't. He walked out of an interview once because even though he was protesting, they were playing a clip of him to himself. And he was obviously in these pictures so charmed by her. And one, she's holding up a croissant for him and he's taking a bite out of it. I can't. I was like, I can't. I, I can't. Speaking of content recommended by Las Culturistas, I also began a journey this week. So many people know I'm a huge member of the reality TV community. The thing is, I have strictly kept my interests to housewives or romance, like only housewives or romance. I watch like some Bachelor franchises, Fuckboy Island, all that stuff. And then I watch whatever Bravo puts out that's not housewives because usually it's like based around a romance. It's like... Catherine and Thomas on Southern Charm, Winterhouse, obviously there's Sierra and Austin. Like I have to be following a romance storyline. Never got into the competition shows, like never was into whatever Top Chef and stuff. But everybody loves Survivor. I thought this is an iconic piece of television history. I have to understand this part of the world. So I started trying to watch the current season of Survivor and I literally was like, I actually don't know what's happening. Like, I was like, I need to go back to season one. Like, they're talking about idols. They're talking about immunities. I had no idea what any of that meant. So I decided to go back to season one. And I will say, it's not what I'm used to in that it's very soothing. I'm used to like, okay, soothe, soothe. I can go on my phone and then like raging, screaming women at a dinner table and I have to like key in. Survivor, I don't find myself needing to key in because, I mean, yes, the challenges are life or death and I should probably be more 
attuned to like what's gonna it's like this girl has like some kind of flesh eating bacteria on her leg maybe those are things that would normally alert a person to me it's like oh this is nice while i'm cooking this is nice while i'm like doing my own thing to have on um and my biggest concern is i'm really falling for some of these people and i'm scared you sound like a bachelorette contestant continue I'm falling for some of them, and I think my husband might be on Borneo on one of the beaches eating rat flesh. But that's another question I have, by the way. Why didn't anyone ask each other how to spell their names? Because they all, like, every episode they go at the end and they vote and they show, they, like, write down the name and show it. They all spell each other's names differently. They'll be like, sorry, I don't know how to spell your name. It's like, you all, you have no one else to talk to for a month straight on an island. You didn't just ask Jervis, how do you spell your name? But... I like I'm falling for people like Sean, who's like the nice guy and they all want to vote him off because they literally think he's like too stupid to play the game because he's like, oh, I don't want anyone to feel bad. Like, oh, sorry, guys. Like he wins like acts. They get like prizes where they get to like leave the island. So he got to go stay overnight on a yacht and he was like, sorry, guys, like, sorry that you can't come, which strong relate. So obviously I'm like, okay, I love him. But my biggest thing is what if he's a Trump supporter now? Like, I want to know where everyone is. Obviously, this looks like it was the early 2000s, 90s sometime. Um, and I want to no, look I remember up. the first season. I was living in New York as a kid, so it must have been the early 2000s. Okay, so it was so long ago, and I want to look up where are they now, but I'm terrified that where they are now might be supporting the anti-vax movement or the President Capitol. Trump. Yeah. yeah. It's always a gamble. Like, is Sue a Republican? Like, I just, it's hard. Sue I love Sue I love Sean like I just don't want to know the truth and like I did a brief google and it was like Richard like Richard's imprisonments I was like imprisonments like ah so I just I'm scared for that but I recommend it as like a fun thing to have on while you're eating so that was my journey this week what about you I had an interesting event this week. Living in Los Angeles, I really don't get catcalled that much. And I didn't get catcalled that much in New York either. I mean, as frequently as any average woman walking down the streets would. But I was at work the other day. I was um, helping out on a commercial shoot. And I'm really good friends with the director. So we went to go eat lunch together um, when we broke for lunch. And we couldn't figure out where everyone was sitting to eat lunch. So the whole crew was lined up at the catering truck, grabbing some food. We grabbed some food and then decided to sit nearby at the curb. I was wearing a long dress, not a short dress or even midi dress, a long dress. But when I sit down on a curb, my knees go up because I have really long legs. I'm really tall. So the director and I are sitting there and I'm at work. I want that to be repeated because it is an example of why the next thing that happened was so frustrating. I'm good friends with the director, not great friends. We only know each other through work. So then a guy on a bike drives by, stops in front of me and the entire crew and me and the director and goes, I can see your panties. (laughs) Points to me. I go in my cold, numb shock. I go, thank you. And he goes, no, really, I can see them. And I go, thank you. I know, I know. Like moving my like tall lumberjack legs together, trying to like hide my um, huge red boy briefs that I wear. And it was so awful because 
the kind director was like doing his best to ignore it for my sake, which was very sweet of him. But it took everything in my power to just act normal. And it was such a reminder. I was like being a woman in like a professional place with a female body is sucks. It's so awful. It's really horrifying. And it's like, there's so many reasons why I think men are far like why the wage gap exists and all this stuff but it's like like sometimes i'm like oh they just have so much more time men to like think about their career and focus on that because they don't have to think about what they look like and all this stuff and also like they don't have just an automatic trauma like an automatic like shaming like you just automatically are a being that is shamed because you're born a woman so you just will experience like humiliation and shame and I haven't met every woman on earth, but it's like, it just would never occur to most women to do something like that. Just like it would never occur to most women to like insert their opinion, no matter what on everything. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I mean, the most egregious catcalls I've experienced have an air of humiliation tinged in them where it's not at all about coming on to you. It's about isolating you in a crowd or on the street. Yeah. I was like, this hasn't, I don't leave the house that much as you um, and anyone who knows me can attest. So I was like, this stings. Yeah. And just like the groundhog, I might be in for six more months of winter. Oh, no. Don't let it keep you. I'm just kidding. Don't give it the power over you. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about how like with my injured hand and just myself, like I just feel so much vulnerable than I ever have in my life going out in the world. And I feel like I've changed so much since my accident three years ago, being that like I'm just not as socially comfortable as I used to be. And that was just like such a brutal moment. And I felt it like 10 times more. Yeah. You already have this trauma and then everything that happens is compounding and compounding and like. Yeah, I'm usually on edge anyway, just being out in the world, but that's okay. I feel like even just recognizing it, Gabrielle Union, now famously my mentor after reading her book, We're Gonna Need More Wine, which is one of my favorite books I've read this year. She does say that after she revealed that she had miscarriages, she was talking to a interviewer who said what has this taught you about resilience and she said i think there's a difference between resilience and not being emotionally engaged with yourself yeah and that really helps me like like oh i think i'm resilient sometimes just because i like just put this out of sight out of mind like i'm just gonna barrel through as if nothing's wrong right and like that's not necessarily resilience as much as it's just like being shut down right so how do i survive without completely shutting down any emotion and still trying to like remain vulnerable right so i'll just have to finish gabrielle union's book to learn how to do that besides that i will say something that has been cheering me up is the sex lives of college girls on hbo max listen it's not girls with hannah horvath aka lena Dunham. i think that's a good thing like i need jokes i need rom-coms i need neat cutes i need something that's substantive but fluffy too and and if you're looking for that i recommend sex life of college girls it was like watching it i was like please don't get assaulted in the first episode please don't get assaulted in the first episode and when nobody did i was like thank god okay i can watch this the choice is yours listeners do you want something fluffy or do you want real people marooned on an island 
fighting for their lives, skinning rats. Enough with the rats. They eat rats. I don't know what to tell you. They eat rats and stingrays. I know, stingrays. that's so gross. Oh I'm like, God. has anyone tested this hypothesis that you can eat a stingray? Like, are they going to be okay? But again, I don't know because I can't look it up. So speaking of eating weird stuff, I just started this book called The Dirty Life. It's a memoir of farming food and love. And it's kind of like a lot of girls' fantasies, except it's a true story. It's about this woman, Kristen Kimball, who lived in a studio in the East Village, was very cool, kind of punk rock journalist. And then she went to interview a farmer who lived basically off the grid in Pennsylvania and had this 50-acre farm and people worked for him just tilling vegetables and making their own meat, etc. She goes to interview him. Basically, long story short, then he, they like there's a small mutual attraction and then he asks her if she wants to go to a resort with him where he's he has like a free coupon or something. My favorite part about this is because I identified with it so much was that when he invites her, she's like, I knew, you know, the subtext and I knew that there was a chance he was going to make a pass at me. But I decided I can take care of myself. I brought my lamest underwear and I didn't shave my legs. And then basically she says, you know, I got a second martini, which led to the historically accurate fact that despite my best intentions, I was the one who made the pass at him. Which I'm like, isn't that how it goes? Like, you're like, okay, I don't want any, like, obviously there's something going on here and I'm not going to pursue it. I'm just going to let it play out. Cut to you, like, two drinks in being like, do you like me or what? Because I don't have that much time. Yeah. I relate to that. So, Mark, this farmer is super he's like one of those adam and eve men like he loves his farm he doesn't go out a lot he just like farms all day long sorry just quick question um in what way is that an adam and eve man and where does that turn i don't know i don't know and i made it up okay take that out brian it's too embarrassing no it's Um, funny it's funny that you thought that was a good idea everybody could laugh at it okay so she says I just wanted to read this one paragraph because a lot of times I fantasize about like going off the grid. I know Devin and I want both like 10 dogs and to adopt all the dogs in the world and have horses and all these animals and um, live on farms someday. And this girl really does it. She moves from the East Village. She goes and she lives on like a 500 acre farm with this guy. But before that, the first night they spent together, she writes, that night was the beginning of a profound and delightful education about lifestyle choices. Mark, I discovered, had never smoked or gotten drunk. He'd never tried drugs or slept around. He'd eaten wholesome and mostly organic food, and he spent most days of his adult life doing some kind of arduous physical exercise. He was the healthiest creature I'd ever laid eyes on. Some people wish for world peace or an end to homelessness. I wish every woman could have, as a lover at some point in her life, a man who never smoked or drank too much or became jaded from kissing too many girls or looking at porn Someone with the gracious muscles that come from honest work and not from the gym. Someone unashamed of the animal side of human nature. Devin, you're frowning. I just don't like that. (laughs) Like, I just feel like he's pretentious and she's pretentious. Like, no, just because guys watch porn, they're not like pure anymore. Like, why? I guess she just means like, okay, this is where I'll go back to my Adam and Eve. Also, I'm like, who is this person? Like. 
I, where is this nice coming from? Farmer. Carolina. Okay. <laughs> First of all, we go through, before we recorded, we went through all the things we were going to talk about. This was not mentioned. And then she's like, she's like, by the way, I just wanted to mention, like, I've been reading about farming. I'm like, okay, hold on to my fucking tights here because there was a time when Carolina carried around a book about veganism and would like talk about it. And, and she would also order bacon at the same time. That's and so, true. I was like, is this going to be another veganism thing? Like what? And then now you're saying this girl who's like a punk rock reporter, like moves to the farm. And then she, I'm just like, was she punk rock? Is she like, was she a reporter? Like what, what are the credits here? Who is she? You know what I'm like? I'm like, who is she to tell me? What kind of lover I should have had and that they shouldn't have been had slept around. Wish. Okay. Who is she to tell me that my lovers shouldn't have slept around and should only be pure and never smoked or drank? Because I don't know her. I don't know what she's done. But even my own mother can't tell me that I can only (laughs) sleep with men who haven't slept with other people. Like what? She's talking about someone who just lives their life with extreme intention. I've never done that. I don't think most people I know have done that. But it does. That's where I talk, talk about Adam and Eve. And yes, Adam blamed Eve. For, and they had actually a lot of fucked up shit happened in yeah. that relationship. Uh, wait, are you pro Adam and Eve? Are you pro the Adam and Eve storyline? You know I have a tattoo just to talk about how fucked up the Adam and Eve storyline is. And yes, that's embarrassing for me. Don't care. But you're pro Adam and Eve? I've made a huge mistake by bringing this book into <laughs> the podcast Adam and today. Eve is basically like, okay, women ruined everything. There you go. And Carolina's like, okay, so the reason why I love this story because is because it reminds me of Adam and Eve, which was a beautiful couple where a man had never slept with any women before, but the woman was a total bitch and ate an apple that caused all of sin. But never said he... that. <laughs> all right. Just tell okay. me, just tell me who this author is and what her credits are. Kristen Kimball, as previously mentioned. Credits, Excuse please. Me? Please, please, please. So why I was saying it was about eating someone gross is... Someone gross? I mean, sorry. Why I said... Ah, ah, ah I'm horrible. Stop, you're making me I'm mad. I'm horrible. I'm sorry. I'm triggered. Why I said... Speaking of eating something gross is because the first night they do spend time together and she's covering him for this story he slaughters a pig and she watches and they literally like scrape out the pig's innards and i'm not vegan but i'm i don't eat milk or cheese or pork or beef so i'm like kind of getting there and so that part actually was really disgusting to me but Kristen kimball oh my gosh all right, send me the link. I'm still not sure this isn't just like the IMDb description of a really bad Hallmark movie, but send me the link. I love to feed my resentments. I love to get angrier than I already am. And I'm pretty angry because I, again, I'm going to say, okay, so yes, I've slept with men who've smoked cigarettes, but they haven't taken the innards of an innocent animal out. <laughs> I know. Christy? I know. Christy? It's funny because I do sometimes can like I can read things and I can hear you or Beth's like voices in my ear commenting on it. And at one point her at the time, her interview subject uh, to be her husband soon. The wingnut, the wingnut farmer, Mark, he says, like, I want to live on a farm. I want to just exchange goods with people. I want to wear clothes made of animal hide. And I just heard you be like, no. 
I mean, my first boyfriend at one point was like, my dream is to be on a sailboat just like in the ocean in the middle of nowhere. And in that moment, I knew I didn't even know what compatibility was, but I knew like this is <laughs> never going to work. That's the total opposite of my dream. I don't want to be without anything without if I'm without Wi-Fi, havoc occurs. So for me, no. And also just like, is anyone relationship is love real? Like, is anyone's relationship this good that they can write a book about how their love is so amazing and you should try it? Like, I don't know. I'm just mad. Well, <laughs> speaking of mad, we're going to take a quick break. And okay. in light of the holiday season, we're going to talk about gifts and public displays of affection. We'll be right back. I want true romance and we're back with true romance Devin just told me to not be mad that was her direction for me Devin what is your take on PDA PDA is I think given the mood I'm in right now that some of you may have picked up on if I saw a couple making out on the subway I wouldn't take well to it. But if I'm in a good mood, if I'm in a mood of listening to Fearless Taylor's version and I see a couple making out, I would be like, you know, what? I love love. And like, I'm so happy for you guys. For me, I don't have any need for it. I don't need to like hold hands. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't need to spoon. It's like I, I put comfort over everything. But the type of PDA that comes with like sexual chemistry, like when you're first start like hooking up with someone and you're like, I just fucking wish we were alone right now is the best and definitely something I can get high off of and definitely something I approve of. But it's not my number one love language. What about you? Yeah, I was unfortunately someone who was heavily into PDA. In fact, one of our friends once told me that she just knew me at one point as the girl who made out on the streets in New York. I will say this. There have been times there have been relationships when I was really young where I was kissing more than I was talking to the, the person I was with. And I kind of regret it in retrospect because I'm just it's embarrassing to think about like, why did I just give it a rest? I don't think it's embarrassing. No, but it was all the time, Devin. Like people oh, okay. would be talking. We would just be making out in a room. Okay, now it's starting to sound like a bad SNL sketch with Fred Armisen. Yes, as a woman. that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, I think it can get annoying, like to a certain degree. But usually, when I see people that are like really into each other, I like it. Like I, I love a couple that's into each other. Yeah, I, I do. I will say that like there's that nothing feels better than a new relationship that feels promising and feels good and like there's sexual chemistry involved and some of the happiest moments of my life like some of the happiest memories I have are like falling in love with someone and us not even being being able to really keep our hands off each other but not in like a creepy way just in a way that's like I like you so much so what are your thoughts on PDA in front of the significant other's family because I think that's probably what is on most people's minds given the holidays that are um, amongst us right now so my college boyfriend I did PDA in front of my own family because I just like didn't care and I was like you guys don't even know I, I can't believe I'm dating someone I like this much and in retrospect that horrifies me um 
I would never make anyone do that to me. I do like fighting with your partner in front of their family or your own. And I've had really funny fights. Um, I think in retrospect where, for instance, I was spending Thanksgiving with, uh, uh, former boyfriend and while his parents were driving us around I was like hey your little friend back there like a girl from his hometown I was like I didn't like the way she was looking at you and he was like really why are you sounding like that that is the weirdest thing to say but I just love that it was literally like we were siblings like parents driving us around while we're arguing so I'm really pro that behavior I love what the idea of thinking back and thinking that like I was hiding my being upset at my boyfriend in front of their families but once I was in a fight with my boyfriend first because he acted like he was taking me on like a getaway weekend he's like we're going to the beach house like it's gonna be like a getaway weekend it's gonna be great and then I hear from one of his friends that we were like hanging out in a group they were like oh like the guys weekend the boys weekend and I was like putting two and two together I was like okay so the dates they're describing are the dates that he told me were going on a beach getaway and okay and so i was like wait so is that like when they were saying boys weekend they were saying like the weekend that we're going to the beach and he's like yeah i mean we're all going like they're all gonna be there and then like i'm gonna do the nfl draft with them but then like we're also gonna have our and i was like oh no so it's like your like weekend to do nfl draft with your friends and then i'm just there for no reason and he's like you can come oh my god so it was hell but he so when he left to do the NFL draft thing, he left me at his like family's beach house and perfectly nice, had a perfectly good relationship with his family, but it's like, okay, then there's the added layer where it's like, I'm fucking pissed at you. And I'm in this house with people whose only connection to me is that I'm with you and probably only want to talk to me about you. And so I, (laughs) literally did an SOS. Like I reached out to my friend who lived over an hour away from this beach area, but like it was technically driving distance. And I was like, you have to just meet me at like a suburban strip mall restaurant because I have to have a reason to leave. Like I have to be like, Oh yeah, I have a plan. Hey, I actually have a plan. So like, I would love to keep talking, but I have a plan. So I went and met up with my friend at like a weird suburban restaurant. And we just like sat in this dark restaurant for hours while I waited for this NFL draft to be over. But it was like, that thing of like everyone in the family was like, wait, so like you're, oh, so you're going to leave with your friends and then like, oh, Devin's just going to be here. And I was like, ah, like it's so uncomfortable that they can tell that I'm pissed at you. And even if they understand why, like I don't really want them to know that I'm pissed at you. So yeah, I have many memories of that. Yeah, I, I remember once a boyfriend's mom when I was in college knowing that the boyfriend and I had been fighting And she just hinted at something like, I think he was really upset about how he was really upset last night about how things were going. And I was so pissed at him because he had secretly written a letter to his ex-girlfriend while we were in bed together that I just looked at her with such disdain, like a 20-year-old girl should never have for like a woman in her 60s. But I was like, I can't. Like, no, what the fuck is wrong with him? I'm not talking, like, I'm not going to sympathize with him because he was a baby. Yeah. So that's when I punched you in the face. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, uh, I, what I did, I was, I was forced then drop, to uh, kick the bitch. <laughs> drop, kicked the bitch. Um, no, it's horrible. 
I also like love though when you're at like a wedding or something, you can slowly witness another cu- couple having the... like drama, and you immediately need to know whose side to be on. Like, I need details. I, I know. I wish that I could just go up to them and be like, "Let's talk about it. Let break it down." Because if you are a heterosexual woman in a heterosexual relationship, then you will never get the truth about your partner's friends because men are not like nuanced in that way. They didn't have to protect the tribe in primitive times. They didn't have to like intuit if people were trustworthy. So they don't look for those types of details. And so they'll be like, oh yeah, they were in a fight. Like, I don't know. I think, um, oh, okay. So they broke up, but I'm not sure why. Like, I didn't, and it's like, in what world did you not ask why they broke up? Like the engagement's off. Why? Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't think I didn't ask in what world did you not ask? But I once was at a wedding where I could see this simmering, simmering your love oh. thing where it was like they're fighting every once in a while. They're leaving the dance floor to go like have like yes. a heated conversation. And I remember when we're leaving the the wedding venue, I saw the girl and the couple just standing there with her arms crossed, like enraged. And she goes, he left me here. And I was like, what? And then I think, I don't remember if we gave her a ride or what, but like, it was like, oh shit, he fucking left her at the wedding. And it was his friends, not hers. Hate. Hate. Also, I am your ally in that moment. If someone's boyfriend fucks with them, even if it was Kristen Kimball and her wingnut farmer husband had fucked with her, I'd be like, Kristen, get in the car. We're going to Dairy Queen. We're getting a blizzard, Kristen. Okay. I know you eat raw foods, but you're going to like this and you're going to need this. I think public displays of affection are really interesting when you compare them to gifts, just in terms of like public displays of telling someone you're with someone, you're, you're other. I mean, I remember suddenly understanding that I was supposed to put my significant other in me as the background on my phone. Like, okay, this is what you do to show people you're together. You hold hands at the party, you post pictures of them on their birthday i mean all of stuff i love doing or every five minutes like i did the first time i was in a relationship yeah but that's female culture i'm so interested in the type of guy who sends women flowers at their office without any prompt okay why because you're like that's the best ever kind of yeah i think that there's something nice about that i mean I know Scott does it to Tinsley on Real Housewives of New York, and that turns out Coupon to be... Coupon King, yeah. Sorry, by the way, I'm on Caroline's last nerve. I keep, like, interrupting her after I've, like, roasted no, her. No, you're not. You're not on my last <laughs> nerve. Sorry. Don't fucking know when you're on my last nerve. Just kidding. Um, I just have to say that my dad is actually one of those men who sends random flowers, and which is so sweet, but, like, the amount of times that I, when I worked in an office, would have, like, flowers on my desk, and people would be like, who's the special someone and i was like my dad Ooh, someone has a crush on you my dad Ooh, someone loves you my dad like i was like oh my god but he would just be like oh you had a bad day like then send flowers which is really cute my dad would do that too and it was the the worst was that i was the person who was like look like somebody like me (laughs) my dad (laughs) i'd be like wow my ex wants to get back to their another mind the roses are from my dad i was like oh my god you remember my birthday my dad God damn it. Yeah, I think most men, unfortunately, will become Roy from The Office, who, if if we all remember, there's the Valentine's Day episode where Phyllis gets like a million Valentine's Day presents from Bob Vance. Everyone else is getting their Valentine's gifts and Pam's just waiting and he doesn't even get her a card. And it's like, 
Every guy. The best is his line where he goes, why don't you come home and I will give you the best sex of your life. <laughs> and it's like, okay, honestly, yes, because I think Roy is so hot. But all straight men start out Bob Vance and then within six months they are Roy. Roy. Unless there are dads, apparently, which is weird. I want true romance. What have been your best gifts that you've received? Okay, so one of my best gifts early on in a relationship was a goodie bag of everything that I liked. This person went to where do you need to go to get everything Devin likes? A fucking CVS. And got me candy and cigarettes and like little dog stickers and like weird shit like that. And I woke up and I just was like, this person understands. They understand. They get me. But I've also received like a script of my favorite movie signed by the director. That was a very thoughtful gift. My favorite gifts have been like the thoughtful ones, like you just said, like if you get something thoughtful that like actually deeply means something, it's worth so much more than Cartier. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm really at the point where I like telling people what to get me in terms of like style of gift. And one thing that I'm very serious about is I need a card. I need a card that expresses yeah, where you express your feelings towards me. I need, I need it in writing you know, much like a prenup that I will eventually ask for. I need it down on paper. And I think because I, I'm just looking for thoughtfulness, I'm just looking for recognition. And then, yeah, something personal. Um, I really liked a neck. I got a fancy necklace once that was just very me. And I was also having the worst time. And I like burst into tears when I got it. I think also I was so ready to cry because I saw I was in a jewelry box and it like I was performing female at that moment. Like I was performing the female version of getting a piece of jewelry and I just wet my face, like balled my face off. It's hard because it's a love language thing. Obviously, like I'm really good at gifts and the reason I'm good at them is because I put a lot of thought into something someone said weeks ago, months ago, like this is the thing I'm going to get because it is... I, I just have an ability to like find the perfect thing. I'm not bragging. That's just a fact about me. And if you ask anyone who knows me, they'll tell you that. What are some of the best gifts that you've given? Well, I was going to say because of this feature about me, it makes it hard to be in a relationship with me because most things I'm like, really, this is what you got when I got you all this fucking shit. I don't know, because now I am like flashing back the time I got someone a shirt for Christmas a boyfriend and then the next day I saw it on the trash pile literally on the trash pile on the street like the trash had been taken out <laughs> wow you guys she's coming up short she doesn't well, have well because I'm thinking of all the things and I'm like okay this probably doesn't sound that good but like at the time it was like this is a really good gift like we took our first new year's trip to this city so then I got like a paint I found like a painting of the city from like a vintage store and I like got it framed or um, a vid like I made a video for a boyfriend once of like all his favorite people saying that they loved him and saying like that's a good message. Um, 
cameos <laughs> a lot of cameos lots and lots of cameos Devin uh, did give me a cameo after i got out of surgery of sonia morgan and sonia could not sonia if you're listening you could have not looked less engaged she doesn't try she that's my second sonia i've gotten no that's my third <laughs> the first sonia cameo i got was fucking amazing for friend of the pod sean cullen and it was like so good like she was like "Ooh, devin's your best friend like you're turning 30 Ooh, i wish i was and oh you're traveling the world oh i've like that was the best years of my life traveling the world then I got one for my mom. It was fucking bland as shit. Then I get one for Carolina and it's like she can't even get out of bed or like take her fucking reading light glasses off. It was so she's like, oh, hi, you're friends with Devin. That's sweet. Okay. Hi. Feel better, honey. I was like, I could have gotten this from anyone, from a, from a woman on the street. One of my favorite things to do is like look at all the $5, $10 cameo people because they're all people you've never heard of, but they're like actually insane people and then get them like there's like some weird tarot card readers on there that you can get and they're like, I'm going to pull the card now and it says, wow, thank you universe. Like it's, you can find some weird people on there. You can also find some really creepy men on there, but yeah, cameos are a pretty good investment i would say okay so what are the best gifts you've given and received received was my fancy necklace probably i'm a good gift giver i um got my family pajamas this year really nice comfortable pajamas are a great mid-range gift um you can go pretty comfortable without a high cost and and guess what everyone's gonna use them that's true gosh i got my exes such nice stuff I really, really, and it's not me bragging. It's me saying how bad my self-worth is that I'm like, I'll literally pay for you to just like stay in the room with me. Yeah, I get that. And I really think about it a lot. Like I remember I got a boyfriend, Robert Crumb. He's this illustrator and he would do these album covers. And I got him a book of the album covers and I just like sat on his table and he never touched it. I've also given hinting gifts before. Um, I had an ex who didn't brush his teeth a lot, so I got him an electric toothbrush for his oh, Valentine's Day. The worst when you have to do that. You're like, like, here. And this just is slip how this you press oh, nail look, clippers. Oh, nail so clippers. So you don't even have to brush. You just move it around. I um, I had an ex that was a pothead, and to support that, I gave him a weed rolling kit that was really, like, bougie. My sister, for her last birthday, I got her Italian cooking lessons. I'm going to be honest, the chef didn't show up that much, but um, when they did, it was fun. And I recommend thoughtful gifts like that. I, I think, oh my gosh, Devin, do I have one for you too? Devin's birthday is coming up, listeners. And it's my natural thoughtfulness that led me to realize what she needed. And I saw something and I thought, I have to get that for Devin. And I had a bookmark. Oh my God. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't wait. And I, I truly can't wait. It's something I'm excited for in the coming year. Okay. That I'm literally going to start crying right now because I can't believe how kind that is when I just roasted you so hard about your farming book. Um, I can't believe I brought I and you should have seen me I was like wow Devin thinks I don't prepare for this podcast I brought my book all the way from my bedroom to my office area and I'm gonna read a paragraph from it little do I know that I'm about to get executed no it's just like nothing means more to me than to be thought of and I I am have an online shopping addiction so I'm constantly seeing things where I'm like this is like a perfect gift for me is anybody looking and then I don't end up getting it but I will say 
one dream gift I've always wanted to receive from a romantic partner and never have is plane tickets. Like you open it and it's plane tickets and they're like, we're going to Paris or something like I always think that that would be a dream because I have so much anxiety about traveling. So I never actually book the trip. Like I'm always like, never mind. It's not worth the money. Never mind. Like I'm too scared to go. And so if someone just was like, too bad, we're going, that would be amazing. I will say the worst gift I received from a partner besides a trip to Mohegan Sun Resort and Casino, where the person told me that's where we were going and I couldn't control myself from just saying no out loud. Absolutely not. But then I did end up going the worst gift I've received. So I was I was in this relationship that was clearly fading, but I like didn't like fully leave it yet. And my coworker, who I am friends with, was like at the desk next to me. And he kind of, I think, could sense that's where the relationship was going. And I was like, I get this like package at work and it's like my birthday present. And I'm like, oh, it's my birthday present. And I start opening it at my desk. I pull out. A solar clock. Okay. I'm shaking my head. A solar clock. I place it on the desk. My friend is trying not to laugh. I pull out a strange green like pencil case it looked like. And I was like, oh, put it on the thing. Then it was like a wolf, like a tiny like wolf figurine, which is like that is kind of my thing. But when I get the wolf figurine, I notice that it's all from like the MoMA design store and I'm like, wait, so this person just was like on a fucking trip to the MoMA when like his family yes, member was in town. These are the worst gifts. Yes. And I was like, oh, he just had to go to the gift shop because like his family was visiting. And then he just picked up these random objects. I and I look at my friend and he just starts like burst out laughing. And I was like, it's just it's done. Like, just no, it's done. It's done. This is the thing. And it's I really resented a gift once I received because it was a candle and lotion and I knew that the store where my ex had got it from was very close to him. And I yeah. was like, wow, you literally thought I have to get her something by tonight. Yep. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm on Etsy being like, hmm, where can I find something cool and chic? And reaching out to my friends who are artists being like, will you make a special thing? Which is what I wanted to say. I mean, come on. If this podcast is coming out Thursday, you guys, we're cutting it close on gifts. But like Devin said, if the person is worth their salt, it's really just everyone wants to be thought of. Everyone wants to be recognized. And a card will do that. Um, but I I truly think from big or small, it's just about finding something that's creative and individual. And if you're sick, I've done some what I think are selfless, heroic acts um, when I don't know what to get someone or I feel like I need to donate to charity um, and I haven't been doing that enough. I will adopt an elephant from the Sheldrick Trust on behalf of someone and send them the adoption certificate. It's a fun thing to do. There is a organization called Mary's List here in Los Angeles that helps settle refugees and you can buy them they have uh, gift registries at like Target or Amazon and you can buy them gifts and write them cards so for my dad's uh, birthday one year I you know bought a family a bunch of gifts and wrote like welcome to America love Toby Barlow and I feel like it's a way of spreading it's a way of again individualizing the gift and making someone feel a part of a big thing um, and at the same time, 
feeling like you're doing something good yourself. I know this all makes me sound disgusting, like a no, saint. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna say. No, I'm gonna say. I I totally agree with you. Respect what you're saying. If come my thirtieth birthday, the gift is a certificate of adopting an elephant. I will not not be disappointed. I will not not be. Wait, I'm remembering that. I forget what gift. I think it was for your birthday one year. I got a toy for a girl on Mary's list and I texted it to you and you went, what the fuck? <laughs> and but you're like, then I was happy. Then I was happy. I was happy. <laughs> Guys, I was happy. I have a problem. I have a problem. And it is that I'm a birthday person. Like I, I already have sent an email. My birthday's in February and I already have sent an email trying to organize my celebration and one of my friends was like okay you're already saying an email like you're quickly turning into a birthday month person i was like turning into i've been a birthday month person since day fucking one day one um so i am that way and it's really an unattractive quality but uh i did love was a baby in the hospital like with all the nurses it's my like, birthday, okay, all together <laughs> all together now okay line up i was like okay, wait so nurse cheryl's not coming oh okay nurse cheryl's What's not doing coming. okay that's interesting. That's oh, my interesting. mom needs to rest up. So what is she getting me? <laughs> Where's my dollhouse? Where's my dollhouse? Um, so I'm a piece of shit like that. But yeah. And also, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just in an angry mood because of the farming lady, <laughs> the, the white lady and her wing what up farmer. What did she do to you? <laughs> but... It's just, there's no excuse. I know it's like people say, like, I'm not a big gifts person. You know who those people are? They're mostly men. And you know what? You know what? It's enough. It's a fucking enough. You have to take time. All that time that you saved not having to care for a bleeding wound that's just a natural part of your body every month. All that time that you save not having to be harassed while you're doing your job. All that time that you save not learning how to fucking paint your face in a way that distorts the way it looks so that it fits the beauty standard. Why don't you take that time and anytime someone in your life has an important event coming up, give 10 minutes of thought to something nice you can do for them. And it's not too fucking much to ask. And if it is, there's just no point. Like really, if it's that hard for you, then you don't know how to connect with people. And I'm sorry, but you need to do better. Like you absolutely need to do better. It's like Sean on survivor. It's like, yes, you're a nice guy, but you're not forming any alliances. And you got kicked off because you absolutely needed to do better. You needed to do better. And you didn't. It's true. And I think an interesting thing is that whenever a girl is disappointed, the the reaction from some men is like, okay, are you serious? Like, you care about shit like this? And it's like, right. oh, dis- literal displays of affection? Yes, I do. I got called ungrateful for saying that I didn't want to go to Mohegan Sun Resort and Casino. Okay? Ungrateful. Yes, correct. And... <sighs> Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, here's your fucking painted picture of like the first city we had a good time in because that's what I waste my time on. Um, It's just really not that hard. And like also if the fucking thought is put in, but it's just like not exactly what you wanted. That's great. Like if that guy got me that weird pencil case and solar calendar, but he really clearly spent so much time looking for something that he thought I would like. That's honestly endearing. Like, oh, you got it so wrong. But like, you're really, you're really concerned about it. Yes. But it's like picked up at the gift store, babe, gift store, gift store is just automatic. No, just automatic. No. Anything that implies a rush, anything that applies last minute. Unless it's a gold rush, gold rush, as Taylor Swift says. 
We hope that you guys get the gift you so deserve, which should be a rescue puppy. The reason I want to be gifted a puppy is because then it's kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do. It's just happening. It's sort of like how I sometimes accidentally want to get pregnant because then it'll be like, oh, sorry. I know my life's totally not set up. I think about it. Yeah, it's like my life is not set up for a dog. My building doesn't allow dogs. But like if someone happened to just like give me a dog, I think I would just have to be like, okay, sorry, guys. Like I have to change my whole life now because this is just what happened. So that's why I want someone to give me one. And I guess someone to accidentally impregnate me would be great, too. And then here I am. Think about the gifts you can give. And maybe that's accidentally impregnating someone. Just kidding. It's actually a rough time for that to happen in America right now. I'm sorry for joking about that. It's just because the fucking Kristen Kimball's fucking words of wisdom of your life on her triggered me and now i'm in a state where i can't even remember that abortion rights are on the line so thanks Kristen. we are gonna leave Kristen alone i regret bringing i actually am gonna let the readers know what i think of the rest of the dirty life and so we'll continue this conversation oh my god i forgot it was called the dirty life (laughs) okay we'll catch you next time i love you Devin. love you Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com podcast. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.